Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, jam-packed we are on ESPN Radio. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Rob Ninkovich, Sal Palantonio, and more coming on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Going to get to the huge news about Drew Brees. Going to get to the Raiders and the disaster that was last night. Going to get to some of the big games on the NFL schedule and the College Football Conference Championship games. All that and more. But I have to address this business with Brian Kelly here today because the only words that come to my mind as I just talked it over here with Heather Dinich and David Pollack for a few minutes and the more I think about it, the only words that come to my mind is have they no shame? These people just have no shame. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let's play it for you. Brian Kelly on a Zoom, head coach of Notre Dame, getting set to play Clemson tomorrow. Monster game. And he's talking about how his team, which is basically locked into the playoff even if they lose tomorrow, they may not go if they wind up being assigned to the Rose Bowl because they are, that's one of the two semifinals this year. And the state of California has said no fans, no families at all. Families can't be there. And so today, Brian Kelly said this. I'm not sure we'll play in the playoffs if parents can't be there, to be honest with you. Why would we play if, if you can't have the families at the game? So a bowl game? Yeah, we would opt out. If, if you can't have families at bowl games, I mean, why would you go to a game where your families can't be part of it? What, what's the sense of, of playing a game, you know, in, in, a, in an area of the country where, you know what I mean, nobody can be part of it? I mean, I'm so glad you said that, Brian, and you couldn't be more right. And let us just stop and unpack what's going on here. The people in charge of college football are basically telling you, we can't move this game away from Pasadena, California, because we have longstanding contracts that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So we're keeping that game there. And the state of California is telling you, you can, you can play the game here, but nobody's coming. Mom, dad, grandma, nobody's coming to watch this football game. And everyone's supposed to act like, oh, that's okay. I guess those make sense. At the same time that the NCAA is literally in the Supreme Court fighting for the right to continue to behave as though these players are engaged in an extracurricular activity. It's embarrassing. How do they do that with a straight face? You have made these kids into essential personnel. You have decided no matter what the hell else happens, we need the money these kids make. But whatever you do, don't buy them a turkey sandwich after the game is over. Or we're going to come take their eligibility away. So you can't move the game and you can't change the rule. I think Brian Kelly is saying move the game. And that's exactly what they should do. And at the end of the day, it's what they will do. Now, I don't understand what difference it makes where they play it anyway. I understand that normally, yes, the Rose Bowl, they have a contract and they're going to put 100,000 people in that place and have the parade and all of those things. And the Rose Bowl game, which is a wonderful tradition in this country, is a very important thing. But none of it is happening this year. The reason we're having this conversation is because they can't put 50 people in that building, much less 100,000. They're not having a parade. So what difference does it make if they play it? In, why would they take these kids and make them go to Pasadena to play this game where their families can't be? Put the game in the safest place it can be, wherever that is. Find a safe place and let them play it. And let their mother and father come watch them play. It's ludicrous. I, I hope this comes up at the Supreme Court. Someone get me the phone number of one of those people. Because it is, they should be laughed out of the room. 
We're here to tell you that no expense beyond academics, beyond the, the, the educational costs, should possibly be paid to these kids. Or it'll forever change, fundamentally change the economic model and change what, what is special, what makes college, collegiate sports special. It's special. It's different from pro because it's special. It's different because they're amateurs. Well, why? How come you can't move it so their families can come? Well, there's hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. And I'm not complaining about the hundreds of millions of dollars. Most of them are ours. ESPN, this is our business. I'm in it. I work for the company half my life. I'm 100% on board. This is a business. No, we need to stop pretending it isn't. If, if there's anything we've learned beyond the shadow of a doubt during the pandemic, when there are these college campuses where none of the kids are allowed to go to class, but the football players are playing, you don't need to be a genius to figure out what's going on here. But they're going to go to the Supreme Court to say that football is an extracurricular activity. It is just an extension of their education, and no, no payment beyond those costs associated with that should be acceptable or allowable because it will fundamentally change what makes the, 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 the college sports special. It's ridiculous. And so they need to move that game. And Brian Kelly is not saying we're not going to play. Brian Kelly is saying move the game. And I think that's ultimately what they're going to wind up doing, or at least I hope it is. If they wind up playing that game in that stadium and absolutely none of these kids' families can come, that will be one of the genuine embarrassments I can ever possibly fathom. You're playing in an empty stadium. There's nobody there. What difference does it make where you play? Greeny presented by Progressive's Home Insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. I need to get myself into a, back into a state of mind where I can talk calmly to my friend Rob Ninkovich, who joins me here on the Shell Penzoil performance line to talk about uh, the NFL and some of the big games this weekend. But, Nink, I, I'm not sure how much of that you got a chance to hear, but you, you played collegiate sports at a super high level at Purdue and the Big Ten, and uh, you understand sort of the inner workings of this. I don't know if you heard what I just said. I don't know if you have any reaction or, or any thought on this you'd like to add. Yeah, I, I heard everything that you said, and I agree with you. Um, look, at the end of the day, we all know that the one thing that keeps this whole thing moving is money. And when you talk about bowl games, and I played in one bowl game, was the only game that my grandma and grandpa saw. The only game that they ever went to was my bowl game. So you talk about family, and you talk about your parents, and if you're a senior and it's the last time that you're ever going to have a chance for your family to watch you play, and you're not going to have that, I think that it's ridiculous. And the, the, the ridiculous, the even more ridiculous side of this whole thing is you can go play. You could In Texas, you could have a bowl game in Texas, and guess what? You can have your mom and dad there cheering you on, and it means that much more to you. But if you're in California, you're going to have to do it all by yourself. So they need to move the game. It's the right thing to do. And I agree, I agree with Notre Dame here in their stance. Um, it's, it's the right thing to do. If you're going to have a bowl game, why do it in a place where you can't have people there? And on top of that, we all know that, that football is not an extracurricular. It's not like these guys have <laughs> flags on and they're out uh, at the rec, the, the rec center at, with, the, with the lights on at night playing in front of nobody. I mean, they're making their, their schools – the most money of any sport. So let's, let's not be crazy here. And I mean, I agree with you. I think it's ridiculous. And, but unfortunately, guess what? It's 2020 and it, it, this whole year has been, been a mess anyway. Well, I'm glad Brian Kelly brought it to the fore. We'll see where it goes from here. Greeny presented by, 
Progressive Insurance. All right, Ninko, um, when you and I spoke this morning, it was before we got word that Drew Brees is going to start for the Saints uh, against Kansas City. And he is coming back again from 11 broken ribs and a punctured lung. You play defense. You play linebacker in the National Football League for a long time. Sometimes it's not the prettiest of games. If you know the quarterback is in that condition, what is your mindset going into the game? Well, we all know that football is a physical sport. I would never personally want to hurt anybody ever. I never would want to do that. But in this game, it's a physical contact sport. When you step on that field, I don't care if you're you know, a 55-year-old man. If you step on that field, I'm going to try and make sure that everything, every chance that I get to hit you, you're going to feel it. And when you have a rib injury like Drew Brees, you're going to make sure that you try and hit him early and often to where he's going to have to test those ribs, those 11 ribs, to see where they're at. You know, are they going to, is he going to make it through the game? Is You can't practice physically being hit like you're going to be hit in a game. You just can't do it. No matter what you do, you cannot simulate the game speed, and you can't simulate being hit like you're going to be hit in a game. You, there's just no way you can do it. The only way that he's going to test himself out and see if he's ready to go is to get hit in the game live. So as a linebacker, as a defensive end, there was nothing better than getting a clean rush or having a clean blitz and hitting a quarterback, and it's a great feeling. But Drew Brees, at this point right now, you got to weigh the, the risk and the reward here. Is, is the risk of him going out there too early worth it to where if you lose him for the rest of the season into the playoffs, is that worth it? So, I mean, the Saints are making a choice here, and, and I'm sure Drew Brees, being a competitor that he is, is saying, I'm fine, I'm ready to go, I feel great. But you, can't, you, you don't know that until you get hit. That's, that's number one. Ninko with me here on ESPN Radio. The other thing is you can't hit the quarterback high and you can't hit him low. So, I mean, under, under <laughs> any circumstance, him. you're going to hit him in yeah. the ribs, right? I mean, on every play, that's the only place you can hit him. You got it. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, you can't get him low. You can't even drop weight on him anymore. So that helps. Um, but the weird thing is, is when you watch the actual clip of him being hit, I even asked my wife, who was a nurse, I was like, Paige, where at this point did he break his ribs? Because 11 ribs, that's a lot. And it, it was basically him hitting the ground that caused that, that issue. So maybe it's the age at which he's playing at, but, you know, in general, you don't break that many ribs when you get hit. Um, so for me, I'm, ner- I'm a little nervous for him. I don't want to see him going out there and, you know, potentially re-injuring himself because I've had broken ribs. I've had one I've had one broken rib and I had cartilage in between the, the in between the ribs you have cartilage. I had cartilage damage. And I'm telling you, I've played, but it was the most painful thing that I have ever had to fight through. And yeah, you get it shot up and you know, you don't feel it as much. But I couldn't even tie my shoes the next day. I literally couldn't bend down to tie my shoes. I was I was I woke up the second I woke up the next day, I was like, oh, my, this is going to be a long day. Hmm. So, you know, I don't want to see him go out there and get hurt again. I never like to see that. Um, but we'll see how he is. And if you're, if you're Kansas City, you got to be telling yourself, look, we got to get after Drew early so he doesn't get comfortable. 
and, he, and he's kind of thinking about it a little bit. That, that's what you want to do as a player. You want to make sure that you hit them in the first or second series. Greeny and Rob Dinkovich, let me ask you one more here, and thank you, my friend, as always, for the time. Um, your old quarterback, Tom Brady, it, it's been a little bit of an up-and-down ride for him in Tampa. Um, he's got three games left. They, they won a game last weekend. They seem to be encouraged coming off of their bye. They have three winnable games left on their schedule. What is your sense of where he is and they are right now and, and where they'll be when the playoffs begin? Well, first and foremost, it starts with protecting Tom Brady. And we just talked about protecting Drew Brees and Drew Brees having broken ribs. Well, Tom Brady has been hit a lot this year. And if they are trying to, to make a deep run into the playoffs, their number one goal should be protect Tom Brady. Make sure that he doesn't hit the turf. And when, the games, and when you watch the games that they have lost, he's been under pressure. And you watch the games that he has won, He's been pretty clean. So moving forward, they really need to put an emphasis on running the football because when you could run the football, guys aren't just teeing off and your defensive ends aren't just getting up off the field, running up the field, trying to pass rush. You have to respect the running game. So if you can run the ball with some success and protect Tom, mix in some play action pass, then you're, then you're probably going to set yourself up to have a nice little run here. If you kind of can continue to do the things that you've done in the past this year and Tom's being hit and it's not really looking like they're gelling together, then it doesn't look like they'll have much of a playoff run. Um, so for me, it's all up to that offensive line. All the pressure's on those guys to, to run, to block in the running game and protect him in the passing game. Let's see where they wind up. Rob Ninkovich, have a great weekend, my man. Thank you very much, as always. All right, thanks, Green. Be good. I'll right, talk to you later. That's Rob Nikovich there with good insight into all of these things. And again, the Saints are where they are, meaning in desperate need of winning now, in part because they dropped a game last weekend that most of us didn't think they would. Losing to the Eagles, who had been struggling, as you know, and were starting a rookie quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And now here they find themselves with Hurts again, and a lot of interesting stories there. And the man to answer all those questions for us, as always, is our friend Sal Palantonio, who's with us on the Shell Penzoil Performance Line. Hello, Sal. Michael, I thought they would win the game. You thought the Saints would win the game or the Eagles? I thought the Eagles would win the game. Ninety percent of the money was on the Saints. I picked (laughs) the Eagles primarily because, A, I live in Philadelphia, and everybody (laughs) who's associated with me, the guy who cuts my hair, the guy who delivers my mail, the guy who cuts my lawn, I can't pick against the Eagles. But also because the Eagles were 3-0 in the last 10 years against teams on the road three straight weeks. Now they're 4-0. And I listen to you all the time. And it's so important. The schedule is so important. When is a team playing another team? How much rest have they had? How much have they been on the road? And I saw a Saints team going into Philadelphia that was tired. That's a really good point. I've been saying something similar about Pittsburgh. They they had to play three games in 12 days, and and I think that contributes to this. All right, let's see what happens. I have a limited time, so Sal, let's get to business. What happens now? So they win. The world goes crazy. Um, Jalen Hurts is starting again. Now what happens? Well, this will be a very difficult game because it's the second game on tape with Jalen Hurts. If you watched the second half of that game against the Saints, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen came out with 
seven, eight guys on the line of scrimmage and dared Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts to throw the ball. And they couldn't do it. The Eagles couldn't do it. They didn't have a counter move for Dennis Allen's defense, and the Saints climbed back in. That's what teams have been doing against Kyler Murray uh, recently, too. So in this game, it'll be up to these two dual-threat quarterbacks, who are primarily runners, to be able to throw their way out of trouble. The quarterback that does that in this game will win the game. Sal Palantonio with me here on ESPN Radio. I know that the game you have this weekend is Seattle against Washington. To to call it Seattle-Washington always sticks in my head. So it's Seattle against Washington, which is that great defense against Russell and the offense. Give me a sense of of where your your thinking is right now relative to the NFC East. The Giants dropped a bad game last week. The Eagles won a game that most people didn't expect them to. Washington has been red hot. With three weeks to go, where do in your mind, where do we stand in the NFC East? Well, look at it. All three of these teams that figure into it have a quarterback issue. Last week, my opinion, if Joe Judge starts Colt McCoy, the Giants win that game. Hmm. But he didn't. Daniel Jones was not mobile enough to get out of his own way. And as a result, the Giants could not mobilize any offense and lost. What's happening in Washington is real simple. Their defense is totally dominating. Jack Del Rio's defense has blitzed 40% of the time, fourth most in the league, in the last four games, all wins by Washington. But they've had enough quarterback play to back that up. Will they if Dwayne Haskins has to play in that game? I don't think so, Michael. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I haven't seen enough from Dwayne Haskins and his ability, again, to throw his team out of trouble. That's the key because everybody in the world is blitzing because referees are not calling offensive holding, so you might as well blitz. The whole world is blitzing. I just heard Nikovich talk about it. The whole world is blitzing. When Tom Brady is blitzed, if they don't hold up, Brady's got a big, big problem. You saw it against the Saints, and you saw it against the Chiefs. He got blitzed right out of the building in both of those cases. And I think that's what will happen in this Falcons game as well. I'm not saying they'll lose the game, but they will come after Tom. Because every defensive coordinator has looked at the tape, looked at the tendencies of these referee crews. They're not calling offensive holding, so they're all saying to one another, well, if they're not going to call holding, we might as well blitz. That's the only way we can get in at the quarterback. And so if you have a deal for that quarterback, like Jalen Hurts, You can get away from the blitz, like Kyler Murray. You can get away from it. Subtle movement in the pocket, Patrick Mahomes. You can get away from the blitz. Deshaun Watson, same thing. If you don't, if you have a quarterback who's in a six or five or three-step drop and doesn't get the ball out quickly, you got a problem. Sal, I'm running out of time here, but I appreciate it very much. Let's talk next week because I find all of this fascinating and there's big doings in your town. Safe travels this weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. That's Sal Palantonio with me there. Again, um, I wasn't expecting the Brian Kelly thing there. I had a million other things I wanted to get into with Sal, but that, that took up a bunch of time. But I think it was important to do. The, the Eagles quarterback situation, if, if you watch the TV show, you know we've been on it all week long. I find that a fascinating one. And now you've got the deal with Drew Brees coming back, and you, uh, you will watch that game. If you were like me, you'll watch that game the way I watch a horror movie. I hate horror movies, but if ever I'm forced to watch one, 
I watch with my eyes like three quarters shut. And, and I, I always have my hand or something like that close enough to my face that I can very quickly and easily cover it. And I will watch this game with that element of trepidation because for Drew Brees to be out there with the ribs and the lung and they're going to be going at it and he's going to be shot. I and mean, who knows if he even feels what happens. Um, that's a frightening situation. And you don't want to see that happen to a guy. You don't want to see him go out like that. I mean, it feels like you could easily be seeing he he re-injures that substantially. You are then seeing the last of his career. And I don't think anybody wants to see Drew Brees go out like that. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Lots to do here as we wrap up on this Football Friday, wrapping up a really big and busy week going into what I think to this point might be the best weekend that we've had, um, you know, since we've all come back to sports life to some degree here this fall because you got the conference championship games this weekend and they all mean something. They're all big games. And then you've got the decision show on Sunday. And then you've got all the NFL action over the weekend. And then the NBA season starts next week. So let's go. We've got some good stuff to get to here. And I will begin by saying, if you, like I, play DraftKings every weekend, I've got the tip of the year for you. And his name is Kamara. Alvin Kamara becomes a great play this weekend because Drew Brees is starting for the New Orleans Saints. And let me tell you why. In games started by Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara's numbers make him the 18th best running back in the NFL by fantasy. The 18th best pick, 14 fantasy points per game in your standard points per reception league. 14 points per game when Taysom Hill is the quarterback. When Drew Brees is the quarterback, that becomes 27 points per game, number one running back in the league. Drew Brees is back. Alvin Kamara is better than ever. 
The numbers, he averages seven and a half catches for 72 receiving yards and four receiving touchdowns when Breeze is the quarterback. That's not even taking into account his rushing yardage. When Taysom Hill is the quarterback, he averages two and a half catches, 13 yards a game, and had zero touchdowns. So Taysom Hill does not throw the ball to Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees does. If you play DraftKings like I do, take Kamara. And as far as the Saints' decision to go with Brees, here's the bottom line. I get it. And if this is the thinking behind it, I get it. The doctors have told Drew, this is a guess. Again, let me make 100% clear. I preface all of this by saying this is the way all of this makes logical sense to me. I'm not telling you I know it, that I'm hearing it. This is not reporting. This is what what I think makes sense. If the doctors have told Drew and they've told Sean Payton and everybody else, look, he's he's not in jeopardy of something catastrophic happening by going out there on the field. The worst that'll happen is that he'll re-injure himself and he'll be lost for the season. They're thinking, the logical way I can see this making sense is this. If we don't get the bye, we're not winning the Super Bowl. This is Breeze's last hurrah. He came back, we all came back to try and rewrite these three excruciatingly painful playoff exits that we have had the last three years. The Minneapolis miracle, the terrible call, the overtime loss last year at home. One last shot at this. The, it's Super Bowl or bust. Breeze, a first ballot, big room Hall of Famer, no matter what happens, one of the most accomplished players ever, who's got hundreds of millions of dollars and a wonderful life. So I think he's thinking, I'm either going to win the Super Bowl or I might as well go out now. If, 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 I, if they don't get the one seed, that means they got to win three games, including one of them at Lambeau Field. It's just not going to happen. I think they look at it and they say, it is worth the risk to try and make a run at getting number one. If they're going to win this game, they're going to need Drew Brees to do it. They're playing Mahomes. They're playing Kansas City. They're playing probably the toughest team to beat in the entire sport. Actually, they are the toughest team, right? They're the only ones who only one loss. So we're playing Kansas City. Our only shot to win this thing is if Drew goes out there. If he doesn't, we have no chance to beat them. Then we have no chance to get the one seed. means we're playing wild card weekend And it means we are looking at a date in January at Lambeau Field against Aaron. And it's negative six. And Drew is 41 years old. And we just have no chance to win that game. So let's just let's push all our chips to the middle of the table right now and give this thing a go. That makes sense to me. My my gut, my gut tells me that's the thinking here, that if you lose this game, it's it's so crippling to your chances of winning the championship that you may just as well go after it. And I think it makes sense because I think that's about the right reality of it. I think Kansas City wins the game anyway. I don't think you pick against them no matter what happens. And again, you just hope Breeze doesn't get seriously hurt. You put Alvin Kamara on your fan on your daily fantasy team and you get on with your day. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We stream every single day on ESPN+. Plus. Bubba, let's move on to the next order of business. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Every single day I do a question of the day. I post it on my Twitter page at ESPN Greeny. It is usually in the form of a poll. And today the poll has 10 minutes left. And we've got 12,000 votes or something like that up here. And the question of the day is a really simple one. And I feel like people are misinterpreting it. The question of the day is who wins an NBA championship first? Giannis or James Harden? 91% of the response, says Giannis. I will tell you, 
I don't think I agree. Now, if the question was, who would you rather have on your team to try and win a championship with? Oh, then, yeah. 91 to 9, I go Giannis. At 100 to nothing, I go Giannis. Who do I think would play the greater role in the winning of a championship when, if and when it happens for either of them? Giannis, absolutely. 91 to 9 seems like a totally reasonable spread there. But that's not what I asked. I asked, who wins a championship first? Giannis has now signed in for five more years in Milwaukee. They've made some nice acquisitions during the offseason. He's a brilliant player. They're going to make a run. They've got a shot. James Harden, in the next five days, is going to get traded to a contender, very likely to Brooklyn. If, if James Harden gets traded to Brooklyn and neither Kevin Durant nor Kyrie Irving go the other way to Houston... Are you telling me you pick Milwaukee to come out of the East ahead of the Nets? I don't see it that way. 91 to 9, I don't see it that way at all. If he winds up in Philadelphia, if Harden winds up in Philadelphia, they, the, the Rockets play their first game Wednesday night. Dollars to Donuts, he is traded before then. The two places he wants to go, Brooklyn, lock. He winds up in Brooklyn, forget it. Pencil them in for the finals. He winds up in Philly, now there are some questions, because is Ben Simmons the one going the other direction? If he does, then it's, I think it is, let me put it this way, I like him in Brooklyn with the, two, with the big two stars there better than I like him in Philly with only Embiid, and they have a bunch of other good pieces there, don't get me wrong, but I'm not convinced that that team is as much a favorite as Brooklyn would be. But and then and and if, if you were not with us last night or on TV this morning, Woj and Ramona Shelburne are reporting that now the Rockets are expanding the cone of influence, if you will. They're, they're expanding to talk to other playoff contending type of teams. So who does that bring into the mix? I don't know. You put James Harden in Miami. You put James Harden in. Dare I say Boston? I have a tough time picturing that. But I don't know. Maybe you put James Harden somehow, some way in Denver. I, I don't even know exactly where else because they're not giving us names of teams. But there are any number of places that James Harden could get moved to that I think they become a favorite. And again, Brooklyn being at the top of the list, if Brooklyn were to get James Harden, I would say they are the favorites to win the East and probably the second favorites in the entire NBA behind LeBron's Lakers. So again, your answer to my question, 91% saying Giannis wins a championship before Harden. I don't know. If you're following the news, James Harden's about to get traded. Could very well to be it to a team that gives him a much better chance. We will find out in the next few days. Coming up next, the three people under the most pressure this weekend. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Granny with you on ESPN Radio. Hey, uh, we just got this story in here. This is interesting. Hashtag Bubba. You ready for a little news? I'm ready. This just came in from our news desk. Jerry Jones in in, uh, an appearance on the radio. Let me see if I can find the station. 105.3 The Fan says he expects the National Football League will add a 17th regular season game beginning next season. Expect a 17-game regular season in 2021, says Jerry Jones on Dallas Radio. We don't have the sound of it yet. Hashtag Bubba, forgetting your Cowboys fandom. Are you in favor of or opposed to a 17th regular season game? Uh, there's talk that they would shorten the preseason. The owners want to make it three preseason games. Goodell apparently wants to make it two. Are you in favor of shortening of lengthening? Let's forget about the preseason for a minute. Are you in favor of a 17th regular season NFL game? Uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm saying let's keep it where it is at 16. I agree with you. Scarcity is one of the keys to the product. Now, one of the things they can do with that 17th game, once the world is the world again, and we come out the other side of this pandemic, is that it seemed to me that's a great way to not deprive any team of a home game and you can put all these games in neutral sites. You want to play a game in London, you want to experiment with other European cities, you want to go to Mexico, you want to move a game wherever it is you want to play one. I I, I still think there's a fascination with trying to get to Asia. It's just so hard to do uh, in the regular season. But that's what the 17th game would be. It would seem to me eight at home, eight on the road, and then you you put in one for each team that could be played in a on a neutral site in some other venue to help try and spread the game. I don't know that that's what they're thinking of. It would make sense, sense to me. But anyway, Jerry Jones saying it, and if it, look, if Jerry's saying it, it's, he's about as loud a voice amongst that group of people as there is. So if he's saying it, it has a pretty good chance to happen. Be prepared for the possibility of 17 games in 2021. But before we can get to that, we have to look ahead to this weekend, and I can tell you the three people I believe have the most pressure on them to succeed this weekend in the NFL. Hashtag Bama. Give me some music. Let's go. Number three. Number three is Matt Nagy, head coach, Chicago Bears, who I believe is coaching for his job. When we did that list of most attractive and least appealing coaching vacancies from Bill Barnwell yesterday, he put the Bears on it. But the Bears are not done yet. That win last weekend, I think, buys him a little bit of a stay of execution, if you will. And they play big games the next two weeks, which is to say they've got Minnesota this week. Minnesota is one of the two teams in front of them for a playoff spot. Right now, the Vikings, by virtue of the tiebreaker, are ahead of the Bears, and so are the Cardinals. But if the Bears can knock off the Vikings, who they play this weekend, then they get Jacksonville, which has enormous incentive to lose. The Bears could find themselves on the playoff picture. And if they make the playoffs, there's no way in the world they fire the coach. So to me, Matt Nagy, if he makes the playoffs, I think he comes back next season. I don't know that he doesn't anyway. 
But to me, if you look at it as though he's coaching for his job, this game feels like it will decide it. So to me, he's number three on the list of the people with the most pressure this weekend. Bubba, next. Number two. Number two is Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens, in case you haven't been following this, is the tight ends coach of the New York Giants after having been the really terrible head coach of the Cleveland Browns last year. And with how good the Browns have been this year, it now is very fashionable to say, well, the only problem they had last year was Freddie Kitchens. That's not fair. They, they've made some other improvements this year. But it is, it's inarguable that he did a terrible job coaching there. Well, now, because the Giants offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, is on the COVID list, Freddie Kitchens is going to be calling the plays this weekend. Freddie Kitchens against the Giants. Irony can be pretty ironic sometimes. That's a lot of pressure. Boy, would he love to win this game for all those reasons, and he might have to try and do it with Colt McCoy. So to me, he is number two on the list of people with the most pressure. Bubba, one more. Number one. Well, number one is Sean Payton. Sean Payton has made a really big decision here. He is going with Drew Brees, and he is is doing it because... They feel an urgency to win this weekend. I totally get it. I don't even think it's the... Now that I've thought it through, I don't think it's the wrong decision. But if Breeze gets hit in the wrong spot and he's done for the year, people are going to look at you askance. So I think there is a lot of pressure on Sean Payton with this decision. Obviously not that he would lose his job or anything. Sean Payton's one of the best coaches in the sport. But, you know, I don't think he wants to see it go end this way. He and Drew Brees have one of the most successful partnerships in the history of the sport. And if Brees takes the wrong hit this weekend, that's probably a career. So I think that there is a lot of pressure on Sean Payton for this decision this weekend. And I would guess, knowing him as I do, that he feels a lot of it because of the way he feels about Drew. So those, to me, are the three people with the most pressure on them. I'm told that we are, there is an update on Washington. Go ahead, hashtag Bubba, what have you got? Yep, this is from Adam Schefter, and he is saying the Washington football team is ruling out quarterback Alex Smith for Sunday's oh. game against Seattle due to his calf injury per source. Dwayne Haskins will start against the Seahawks. Well, there's two different ways you can look at that, I suppose. One of them is it's an enormous advantage to Seattle. Haskins looked just terrible when he went in last weekend in Seattle going cross-country against a really good defense. It's a big game for them. The other way to look at it is as an opportunity for Haskins. Here he's now going to get the chance to start on what is now a good team playing really important game against a bad defense. The Seahawks, I I believe, going into last weekend were the 31st-ranked defense in the sport. They may have improved after playing the terrible Jets. But they've been a bad defense all year. Uh, Haskins has the benefit of a a good running game and a really good defense on his own side. So it's a chance for him. Okay, big news as we head into what should be a great weekend. I hope it is. Uh, Crossing my fingers for my beloved Wildcats in the Big Ten Championship game. Good luck tomorrow, guys. Go Cats. You know that I'm proud to be purple no matter what happens. Everybody else have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy all the sports. And I'll see you back in Better Than Ever Monday on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. 
At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 